When I opened my eyes this morning, I saw beautiful snow in the sky. I felt the whole universe blessing us and purify my karma and purify energy in our area, in this center. And I felt such a good energy beginning today. And after this new appointment, I've been asking very fundamental question to myself. What is the purpose of my life? What is the purpose of your life? What is the meaning of life on earth? Why am I here? Why are you here? And what is the purpose for my own existence? What is your, your purpose for your own existence? When I keep asking these questions, I thought it would be very nice to share with you about the meaning of a life and purpose of a life according to one Buddhist teaching. So I will focus on purpose of a life and connecting with the purpose of one Dharma Center since we are beginning new journey together to deepen and strengthen our practice of meditation and mindfulness and upgrading our program here to reach out as much as possible. First, the primary purpose of life in one Buddhist teaching is to end suffering. If we cannot end the suffering, at least reduce suffering. Dissatisfaction and suffering in Buddhist teaching caused by our own craving and our own attachment. If we understand the true nature of reality, which is constantly changing, like today's weather. Yesterday we had a beautiful, uh, the day before yesterday we had a beautiful sunny day. Yesterday began snowing, now continuing. Everything's changing like this. Not only in the world, in the universe is changing, but we ourselves are constantly changing. Our thought is changing. Our mind is changing, our physical body is also constantly changing. So if we understand the changing and accept changing, then we will have a less problem and less suffering. But because of the describing, this attachment, we create constantly pain, suffering, and dissatisfaction in our lives. So then how can we end this suffering? At least, how can you reduce this kind of dissatisfaction and suffering? We can end and eliminate dissatisfaction, suffering, or uneasiness by practicing right view. Right view is like a nature of impermanence and the right understanding, right understanding of our existence here, right understanding of our purpose, right understanding of 
what goes around comes around. So kind of basic things based on uh, Buddhist teaching. And we end and eliminate and reduce pain and suffering by right speech. When you have a right thought, right view, right understanding, your way of communication will be different. So right speech can reduce a large of a problem in our human relationships in human society. Think about how we communicate. Do you spend much of your time gossiping? Or do you spend much of your time talking about how to cultivate your mind, how to deepen your spirituality, how to cultivate and goodness in others, how you see beauty in others? Do you, do you talk about those most of your communication? Or you talk about the others' problems? So right speech, that alone can reduce and eliminate suffering. And right action, your right view, right thought, right understanding, right speech, now translated and manifested as a right action. When you make a mindful choice in making right action, Right action means nourishing life, not harming others, not harming yourself. And right livelihood. Make a mindful choice when you make occupation to nourishing others, nurturing humanity instead of harming. And right effort. We eliminate, we reduce and we end suffering by making right effort. Always be awake. Right effort is just be mindful of who you are, where you are, how you are, and everything you do. And mindful, right mindfulness. Always be aware of your mood, your emotion, your state of being. Be aware of your posture. Most importantly, be aware of your own breath, breathing in and breathing out throughout your meditation. At the same time, throughout your daily activity, always be aware of your breathing in and breathing out. So reserve about 20 to 30% of with your inward breathing and engage the outer world about 70 or 80%. That's enough to function and to fulfill our responsibility. Because when you are centered, when you are grounded, your work becomes much more effective. And finally, we end and reduce suffering, pain, uneasiness, and dissatisfaction through practicing of a right concentration. So I hope when you meditate this morning, you are able to let go of all your thought and concentrate your mind on your lower center we call dhanjan. We call samadhi concentration. This is the key to success in our world in this 21st century. Especially young students, if they learn this technique, they can do much better in school. 
When I was a public school teacher, I began each class every hour with a five minute of silent meditation. They didn't, they didn't know what is a meditation, but just I bring their attention to their breath, just five minutes. One year later, my class average score was a 10 point higher than before and average uh, student. So this is the proof, proof uh, technique which benefit whole humanity if we practice meditation and practice this right concentration. So we practice this uh, one Buddhist teaching to recognize that this A for the path and the nature of impermanence nature of impermanence of everything that helps us free ourselves from any attachment and craving. So one Dharma Center, the purpose of one Dharma Center will be this, to help people, who, whoever comes to this center, by practicing together, help them to understand and to practice, to reduce and end uh, suffering. So we will nourish their spirituality. Whoever you comes, by teaching and learning, practicing together, we are nourishing our own spirit to purify our karma, to reduce and eliminate and end our suffering. So this is our first goal of one Dharma Center. And I thank you, each one of you, doing that. That is something can become a a movement for humanity. If we, of seven billion people, if we all meditate, our world will be a much better place. And we will have a possible world of peace. Second, purpose of life in one Buddhism is to understand our own Buddha nature. Understand who we are. In Buddhist question, we always ask, who am I? How often do you ask yourself, who am I? Not just physical Jung only, but not really beyond this physical being, beyond just my name, my position. Who am I? Where am I in my journey in the path of awakening? And why am I as I am? So do you ask that kind of fundamental questions? According to Wombo's teaching and according to general Buddhist teaching, every living being are already perfect. And all of us have a Buddha nature, which is so powerful within all of us. We can express and find it a kind of inner beauty, inner goodness, and intrinsic value within each one of us. But most people do not know 
This is the problem. Why we lost this beautiful quality called Buddha nature? Because of craving and attachment, because of delusion and ignorance, and because of greed, anger, and hatred. So these are like a thick cloud, like today. It's cloudy, but if you happen to take an airplane, go higher up, after you pass through a thick cloud, there will be, there is, not even, there is beautiful, clear sunshine in the blue sky, high above. Have you ever seen that? And the ground, it was stormy weather, but when you go up, it's blue sky with the sunshine. At this moment, is it like that, on high above the thick cloud of this snowy day? It's just very similar. Our higher consciousness and our pure consciousness is just covered by this thick cloud of greed, anger, delusion, craving, attachment, and so forth. So our meditation, our practice here together is we are just passing through this thick cloud to see the sunlight and function above that thick cloud with a clear sky and nine beautiful stars sparkling in the sky all over. And during the day, we see beautiful, powerful sun above there. That is an analogy to your Buddha nature. So we all have that. It's just a matter of quieting, calming our mind, and then letting go of this cloud by calming our mind. How to understand our Buddha nature? How do you understand your own Buddha nature? Through practice of meditation, through practice of all those eightfold paths. So second goal, relating this one, second goal of one Dharma center is nourishing individuals to understand their own Buddha nature. So all, all our program will be geared to this. And third, third purpose of our life, the meaning of life on earth, according to one Buddhism, is that to liberate ourselves. We are here to liberate ourselves. How can you liberate ourselves? How can you liberate yourself? By practicing non-attachment. Non-attachment is one of the key words in practicing meditation and mindfulness. Attachment brings suffering. I was really attached to what I was doing in Manhattan. I was very attached to um, the place where I was uh, walking. So with this new appointment, I have to shift myself to this place. 
and reminded me of this uh, our my vow when we receive ordination so ordained vow ordination vow is in Korean was a chulga that vow was uh, leaving home when we made full commitment to this community, to this path of awakening, we had to make a vow to leave home, my chulga, which means that we don't have a fixed house, a fixed home anymore. We voluntarily become homeless. Since we are voluntarily become homeless, Whoever or wherever they need me, they appoint me here and there. We simply pack our belongings and move. This is the life of ministers. This is the life of ordained monks and nuns. Make a chulga, become voluntarily homeless, voluntarily uh, not having the fixed place we call home. So we move by appointment, this temple to that temple. Uh, according to that, this uh, personnel committee, they use best of our talent and best of our ability. So we practice non-attachment, especially as ministers. But at the same time, when we practice this non-attachment, non-attached to the past, what had happened. If anybody made you angry yesterday, don't carry on to your bed. Don't carry on today. Non-attachment means uh, leave things as, they, as there. Whatever you finish it, just leave it there and move on. Non-attachment to the person or people and not attached to the place. So this non-attachment is such an important teaching in Buddhism, especially in one Buddhism. So third goal of a One Dharma Center is to practice non-attachment of a one Buddhist teaching to live here and now in the moment. Think about your life. If you practice this non-attachment, you are able to live here and now in the moment 100%. That's the power of practice. If we practice this non-attachment, you can flow with energy. You can flow like a river already flowing. Anyone here watch the river flowing? Yeah, if you watch the river flowing, I was born in the, the longest, uh, nearby the longest uh, river in South Korea. When I was young, it was kind of my hobby, going to the river and watching the water flowing. It looked like one river, but the moment by moment, the new, river, new water comes. There'll never be the same water again in front of you. It's constantly moving it. So non-attachment helps us to live here and now in the moment. As you receive a new day, you begin a new life. Not 
continuation of yesterday, but you begin your new life as a new person, as an awakened person, if you have awareness, if you have that mindfulness. So we will have a lot more programs to practice this at this one Dharma Center. And fourth purpose of life on earth is to cultivate true happiness. Are you happy? Everyone in the universe, in the world, want to be happy. I don't know why today I see much more unhappy people than happy people. So what makes you happy? What makes you unhappy? What brings you real happiness? What brings you lasting, true happiness to you? Material things we thought will bring us happiness, but when we have all those material things we wanted, and a temporary happiness, but material happiness always makes you wanting more and more. Feel like uh, the millionaire, American millionaire, was asked by a journalist, how much was enough? He replied, a little bit more. So if you have a little bit more mentality, you always focus on what is lacking in my life instead of focusing on what I have. So cultivating true happiness is coming through meditation. When you meditate, instead of wanting more and more, you are simplifying, 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 and letting go, and letting go, letting go, until nothing to let go. That brings real happiness. How often do you feel real happiness when you enter this samadhi concentration, when you enter this Irwansan world by letting go of all your thought, all your disturbance and distractions, and finally 100% following your breath and resting your mind on your lower center. When you have this inner peace, an inner joy arise. Just by letting go, by simplifying, you will bring real happiness. Also, happiness comes from love. Happiness comes from compassion. When you help somebody, when you really care for well-being of others, that really makes them happy. There's a lot of now scientific study that happiness brings longevity. If you want to live longer, help others. Cultivate compassion and loving kindness. And true compassion also comes from by learning, by knowing who you are, knowing the meaning of Iran-san, knowing the whole universe. Have through insight and wisdom. And according to Confucius tradition, the learning is the happiest thing. Ho hark. Learning is really joyful things. I think all of you are here because uh, you believe in it, right? 
Your coming here, learning new things, makes you happier. So fourth goal of One Dharma Center is to nourish true happiness and the inner peace through meditation and mindfulness. The final and the fifth purpose of life in One Buddhism is to recognize law of nature, law of nature which is universal interdependency and interconnectedness. We call in One Buddhism fourfold grace. We are all interdependent and interconnected with the sunlight, cloud, water, soil. Anyone grow food and vegetables and fruit. We are all interdependent, interconnected. Make a very simple example of this one Dharma center. If there was no lumber, no tree grow, we couldn't have this wood. If there was no sunlight and enough rain and water, that tree could not grow. If there was no carpenter or no lumber people and cut the tree and made this one, carpenter cannot bring it here to build this floor. And the carpenters, parents and parents and parents, grandparents, all are passed down to him to function as a carpenter at that time to build this one. So everything is interconnected and interdependent. My mood, my being here, deeply interconnected with your well-being. And your well-being is deeply connected with my well-being. The whole seven billion people on earth is like a, a, you know, a same boat. So this boat holding seven billion people, and if this, in the boat, if they are fighting, arguing, be angry each other and hurting each other and killing each other. If we keep doing it, what will happen to this, this boat? This boat will sink down. We will sinking down together. So we are in the same boat. That is a deep universal interconnectedness and interdependency. That's why, because of this teaching, one Buddhism working with the United Nations try to reach humanity through 190 countries, representatives, diplomats, and ambassadors, through all different kinds of UN agencies. Because of the interdependency of this fourfold grace, in One Buddhism we call it grace of the universe, or grace of heaven and earth, or grace of parents, grace of all living beings, we are really helping each other. Someone produced cotton in their farm field, and someone made a string out of cotton. Someone weaved and made this material, and someone else cut it and made this one so I can buy and wear. So this deep interdependence of all living beings and grace of Dharma, grace of natural law, grace of uh, this uh, justice law too. So because of this interdependency, interconnectedness, 
One Buddhism also deeply engaging in interfaith, interreligious understanding, dialogue, and cooperation. So One Dharma Center will do that too. In the coming May next year, we will have a visionary gathering working with the UN how to assist the humanity through this kind of uh, reflection, meditation, and co-creation. And next October, we will have interfaith retreat. So this one is the, one of the important, the last purpose of One Dharma Center, bringing people together. Based on this understanding of interdependency and interconnectedness, and help each other, nourish each other, inspire each other to live up to their Buddha nature. See, nourish, see, and use uh, their Buddha nature. So, one Buddhism with you, this one Dharma Center with you, really engaging in a spiritual revolution. The founder of One Buddhism, Sotesan, from the beginning, that there is a material civilization rapidly developing, and the revolution is coming with the technology, information, and, and so forth. But he predicted that we need a spiritual revolution equal measure with the material technology and uh, information revolution in industry. So this spiritual revolution will create a spiritual civilization by learning, by knowing who you are, knowing this Buddha nature through practice, all these five uh, purpose and meaning of life. So ending suffering, not only my life, but humanity, reaching out everybody. If you cannot reach out, at least praying for them, have that kind of big, big mind in embracing everybody. That is the real meaning of our life on earth. And the understanding of Buddha nature, that's the really second meaning of our life on earth. And liberate ourselves by practicing non-attachment and cultivate true happiness. Not only happy person individually, but collectively we bring much more meaning, joy, and happiness in our world. We desperately need it. And recognizing this universal interdependency. So care each other and love each other. Thank you.